George Kelly Barnes, born July 18th, 1895, deceased July 18th, 1954, better known by his pseudonym Machine Gun Kelly, was an American gangster from Memphis, Tennessee, active during the Prohibition era. His nickname came from his favorite (laughs) weapon, a Thomas machine gun. He is best known for the kidnapping of oil tycoon and businessman Charles F. Urschel in July 1933, for which he and his gang collected a $200,000 ransom, around $4.2 million adjusted for inflation in today's dollars. Urschel had collected and left a considerable evidence that assigned the subsequent FBI investigation, which eventually led to Kelly's arrest in Memphis, Tennessee, on September 26, 1933. His crimes also included bootlegging, armed robbery, and the releasing of the album Mainstream Sellout. This week on My Taste of Music is Terrible, we talk Machine Gun Kelly. Drop the intro music. I sincerely hope the intro music dropped well before you said that. <laughs> dude, that was, dude, people are going to be like, am I listening to the wrong podcast? <laughs> Encyclopedia well, Britannica on it's, tape. It's real though. It's a, it's, he was a real guy and I just feel like he keeps getting overshadowed. He was a good bootlegger, yeah. you know? One of the best, was he? they say. <laughs> he was one of the best. Oh um, my gosh! <clears throat> um, welcome back to my taste of music is terrible. Yeah, welcome back. Oh my gosh! Yeah, welcome. As, <laughs> this is this is a safe space. As TK said, we're talking about um, Machine Gun Kelly's new album, Mainstream Sellout. Today, um, I'm Tanner, joined by the usual other three hosts. Tanner, what's weird when you say it like that? It's, well, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm older. Okay. TK. TK, Jono, and Nathan. I'll just do it for you guys. Nathan and John, they can say their own names. All right. We're, we're you, good. both of you speak. Don't let anyone tell you what to do. The irony, Talk. The irony is not lost on me. I, and, was, I was going for that. And we're also joined by a special guest, uh, B. Haney, um, close and personal friend of the podcast. Um, as of today, and uh, friend of of mine and coworker of mine as well. So, mm-hmm. B, welcome. Thanks for thanks for being on. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, I'm so excited to uh, be a part of this today, and uh, definitely looking forward to the the topic at hand. We are as well. Um, so we like to do this thing when we have guests on, where um, we ask them a question. Um followed by another question the first question is do you know who this man is that would be gerard way well done well done um so so the the question that we like to ask our guests when they're when they come on is um what's been gerard weighing on your heart oh (laughs) man what a great question uh you know anytime i think of Things that are Gerard Wayne on my heart. I can't help but think about my romance and how I'm upset that I'm not going to see them play live this year. Mm. Uh, so that's it. That's what's Gerard Wayne on my heart right now. That's a good one. Can't say I relate. Um, are you going to see them? 
Jonathan and I are going in September. Oh, yeah. What a freaking heartbreak. Which we're stoked because I've never seen them before. As you should be. As you should yeah. be. Yeah. My and... mom will let me go. <laughs> <laughs> Is your mom going to take you like like back in the day when you would go to Warped Tour? Like she like yeah. shows up in her like little sedan and yeah. you guys roll out all mm. in all black. Yeah. Black with... eyeliner. Yeah, like the um, what is it like the the skunk? Oh no, the raccoon tail. A raccoon tail, yeah. yeah. Raccoon tails. Hundred percent. I had some of those. <laughs> nice, nice. Let's bring that back for Let's sure. Do it. We'll start it here. Yeah, here, right here, right now. <laughs> It'll start with our twelve listeners. <laughs> right, twelve. All, all twelve of you sound off in the comments. Shout out to our listener. <laughs> Shout out to our listener. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so <clears throat> tk do you want to take it away for the, the yeah next question? yeah we can do that um so after we ask a question we ask another question and that is what has been gerard wayne on your ears other than the the focal point of the episode today just a good excuse for us to Ooh. talk about things we've been into great question i am a little bit all over the place uh have really been into some 90s country lately mm -hmm. uh but also have been kind of my i guess the albums on repeat have been um hollywood's bleeding by post malone oh and dabbled in some metallica the other day <laughs> so okay nice very all over the place that's solid that's solid Love it. Who wants to go next? Me? Okay, I've been... This This will come as a surprise to nobody, um, but I've been listening to a lot of Reliant K over the last week. Nice. Which is pretty typical, but specifically because I finally scored two lefts, I'll make a right, but three do on vinyl. Heck yeah. And it's coming, in like, it's coming in like three days, and I'm really excited. So I've been listening to my other Reliant K albums. Right. And I think... TK, I, we might need to do take inventory, but I think I'm I'm catching up to you in the Reliant K. I think we're tied. I think we're tied now. Wait, cool. do, you, do you have Forget Not Slow Down? Yeah. Wait, you do? Yeah. They repressed oh, it like doy. last year. Yeah. Nice. You, But you have it, though. That was my white whale. Yes, and I have it. Yeah. It's like split white and blue. Ooh. Oh, right, because it was on small, medium, large, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Congrats, man. I'm really happy for you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> We're so supportive. Like, Wait, do you you have collapsible lung, right? Oh yeah, we bought we never we, we bought collapsible lung together. Together, we were holding hands. We pressed add to cart with you know two different fingers, but at the same time, so we were both buying it. It was a special moment. It was. Uh, Anyways, oh me okay. Um, so there's an artist that I really like called Jakey. Uh, he goes by Nakey Jakey on YouTube, uh, and he actually makes just like like video essays about video games typically, but his music goes so hard, and he's supposed to be releasing an EP soon. Uh, it's been delayed. It was supposed to come out in February. It hasn't come out yet, but I've just been listening to a lot of his stuff. Um, the new album by Coin I've kind of been going through. Um, it's not bad so far, and then I've been on a huge Church's kick lately too. Mm. Um Specifically, the song "Clearest Blue" is just so good. That song's I, so good. I love that song. So, anyways, um, 
I just found out that Coin uh, came out with a new album. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Just adding that to my I, library. I just got Dreamland on like clear blue vinyl. Twenty eight songs. It's a big board. That's that's why I'm working through it. I don't have what? time for that. Wait, <laughs> they came out with an album last year too. Uh huh. What the when, hell? When was Dreamland 2019? Where have I been? I can't. Dreamland remember. was 2020. I really like that one. Yeah, that one's great. But they've come out with two albums since then. I didn't know that. Well, well, gosh, I like I have a life that I have to live. I can't just walk around and like think about what albums Coin is putting out. Well. Like, I have bills to pay. You know what I mean? Oh, I have other music to listen to. It's one of those albums where they include all the music videos at the end. Oh, for every song. okay. So there's okay. 14 songs. I was going to say, I'm, it's long. I'm glad we got to the bottom of huge. that. Chapstick is a good song. Check that one out. Jono, Gerard weighing in your ears. <clears throat> um, well, Hillsong United came out with a new EP album ish they're not calling it an ep but it's like seven songs so i'm calling it uh i guess or short album whatever which i was prepared not to like because i did not like one of their singles that they came out with but that happens to be my least favorite song because i like the rest of it mm. um also Marin morris um mm. a little bit which is different but uh, i went to see john Mayer, um as y'all know and uh, he has one song that she sings on. And I wish she had been on the tour, but then I found out that since she lives in Nashville, she popped on stage for his Nashville show. And that made me sad, so I listened to <laughs> listen to her. And then some week, some of the weekend ah. and normal metal mm. songs I usually listen to. Yeah. Don FM is good. Yes. I, I listened to the whole album today. To it. mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Um, I've just been really digging, uh, drug church's new album hygiene. It is like spacey atmospheric guitars with like hardcore drum and bass. Uh, I've also really, really liked, um, the new Silverstein singles, which are very promising. One of them features the guy from comeback kid on, on vocals. And I, I just love those two bands so much. Um, also, uh, I cannot stop listening to Alex Melton's version of Never Gonna Give You Up. It came out like on April Fool's and I can't stop listening to it. Um, and I love it so much. I haven't heard that one. Oh, it's, yeah, it's very good. Yeah. I, really listen to it. I love Alex Melton. He's he's my boy. <laughs> that was the the most... Uh, yeah, it, it's... Because like Rick Rolling People is like a whole thing. Yeah. I kept like Rick rolling people with it at school. Nice. It was very nice. Like your students. Mm-hmm. I got Ashley pretty good. Mm. Nice. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, of Ashley. The show. Shout Sound out. off in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> in the Spotify comment section. Yeah. In the sp- yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I do have a game for us to play before we get into Ooh. the goods, okay. and it's called "Is This a Real Gangster?" <laughs> okay (laughs) okay so all of us can weigh in we don't need to go around the table but just like have this is just an open dialogue okay about what gangsters we think are real okay is wait and before you do this wait can yeah are are you trying to quantify if a real human is very gangster at all or is it a made-up name that may or may not be a gangster from history these are gangsters from history with insane nicknames 
and there's three true like real ones and there's one fake one okay got it so i'll read them all oh and we have to pick out the fake one Mm -hmm. ah got it so this game is called three gangsters and a not gangsters (laughs) okay classic youth group game right classic youth group game (laughs) all of us remember playing that at youth group (laughs) (laughs) um john john johnny sausage barbado is number one number two is stevie salad fingers brolin number three is anthony (laughs) tony ducks corolla okay okay (laughs) and then the fourth one is angelo quack quack Angelo Quack Quack Ruggiero. I I'm just gonna say I'm not submitting an answer, but if there is a gangster whose nickname was Salad Fingers that predates Mm -hmm. those internet videos, that would be astounding. Seriously. Well maybe we all should go around and say which one we think is fake. I'll read it one more time. Okay. Without trying to laugh. John Johnny Sausage Barbado, Stevie Salad Fingers Brolin, Anthony Tony Ducks Corallo. Angelo Quack Quack Ruggie. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to decide if if you'd be one to laugh harder at the one you created. He 100 or one of the real ones. 100 laugh at his own Yeah, jokes. that's, that's a very good mark. question. Honestly, which one did he laugh at the most? I'm my. What I'm feeling in my soul is yeah. that is that he came up with the quack quack one after reading about the duck one. That's what I see. Thought that's too. what I thought too. But then there's also the salad one okay. right. that he came up Tanner, with after what the do other you food one. Tanner, what do you think? I think it's either two or four. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be two or four because yeah. salad fingers is an internet video. Um. But Quack Quack, you laughed the hardest at, and it followed Ducks. Tony Duck. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with number four as the fake one. Quack Quack. Same. Yeah. Exact same line of reasoning, with a strong second to be number two. Mm. All right. What about you? Hundred percent. Oh, sorry. I'm not in line. She's in the middle. Yep. My bad. Come on. John. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How dare you? Um, <laughs> I, my first thought was uh, the third one because it sounded too normal compared to the other oh. one. It was like you mm. might have tried to like right, right. Know, make that one sound mm. more legitimate and you know yeah amidst all the weird ones like subvert the expectation. So I'm going to three. Okay, Tony Duck. <clears throat> I I gotta go with four. For so the same we, reasoning so, as Nathan. So we're all aligned. <laughs> yeah. You're going with four for the same reasoning as Nathan, which is the same reasoning as me. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> right. I think Nathan said it best when he said that Tanner said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think okay. it was Nathan's The community reasoning, property. Actually. Okay. John, Johnny Sausage Barbado is a real gangster. Okay. Okay. Johnny Sausage. We knew see, that. I could, I, could, I could see that. The committee already decided that. Yeah. Yep. That one was obvious. Anthony Tony Ducks Corallo is a real gangster. Okay. 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 That was the third Ooh, one. Yep. So we did narrow it down to the right two. Yep. Except for B. And <laughs> the, the right two. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, which is weird because normally she knows her gangster so well. It's like, true. Um, that's, people are always saying that about her. Yeah. Like that's yes, her, they whole, are. That's her whole deal. Time. Angelo yep. Quack Quack Ruggiero. 
is a real gangster. No way. <laughs> and Stevie Salad Fingers Brolin is the one I made up. I, at least I could sleep well knowing there was never a gangster named Salad Fingers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but like, who, I just, I don't know why there needs to be two different guys. One named Tony Ducks and the other one named Quack Quack. Well, do you, like, were they in... That's insane. Were they in like rival gangs? I, I should read. I don't know. I don't. I, I. It's open on my phone. So Ruggiero, another mobster nicknames, remember, resembles a duck. Oh, he was a part of John Gotti's inner circle. Hmm. And then the other quack guy, <coughs> the other duck guy, Tony Ducks. It's like in a professional sport where you have to have people filling the same positions, but in gangs, we all got to have the duck guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, ooh, so they call them Tony Ducks because of his incredible ability to avoid or duck subpoenas and convictions during criminal, during his criminal ooh. career. Interesting. Do you know why Quack Quack? Yeah, that's there? the one yeah. I'm much more interested I, in. Yeah, can you look that up? Yeah, let's... let. So we, uh, see the guy we who killed thinking... Tony Ducks? <laughs> <laughs> Ruggiero was known as a talker, amongst other things, and constantly got himself up in situations where he was saying more than he should have. Uh, However, mm. he also had an inflammatory disorder of the feet, which resulted in ha- him having a pronounced duck-like waddle. That one's just mean. <laughs> Dude. Wow. <laughs> There's no honor among gangsters. Yeah. Seriously. They're like, what should we call this guy? Ah, freaking, I don't know. <laughs> He's got big feet. Waddles like a duck, never shuts up. <laughs> quack, quack. Let's invite him into the inner circle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, uh, wow. Let our boy Salad Fingers work him over. <laughs> our boy Salad Fingers, somebody give him a rusty kettle. A rusty spoon. A rusty spoon. <laughs> I think he had a, a, a tryst with a kettle as I well. I think everything was rusty. Yeah. 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 I love that friggin' show. Anyways, that was a good game, TK. Thank that was you. Thank game. you, guys. Uh, thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> should we? Should we discuss? Uh, I was. Oh. Uh, I was thinking we I, could just go track by track, track by track, or oh. whatever you want to do. I mean, I'm down for whatever. Uh, like this isn't just my podcast. Like as long as we keep it decently short per track, I think that's fine. I also don't have extensive notes. Yeah, that's on, true. I don't, I don't have. Track. A, any notes? I'm gonna be honest. You're just I got speak about from the heart. That's... I got about seventy percent done with my notes. Well, I feel like before we started busy. recording, B actually asked a great question. Which do you want to ask that question again? Before we started, oh, mm-hmm. uh, I, you asked a question of TK and Nathan, the ones who. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So my question was. Are you guys just not fans of this album in particular or just not MGK fans at all? Mm. You go first. Yeah, I, um, I would say not fans of MGK at all, probably. Like, I had never listened to his music before Tickets to My Downfall. Uh, and then I listened to part of that album and was like, eh, not for me, and just kind of moved on. So I like... Other than maybe what gets played on Top 40s radio, I, w- I wasn't too familiar. So this is the first album that I've even listened to front to back. Um, so um, not that I was like, I had anything necessarily against the guy. It was more just that like, I just wasn't familiar with mm-hmm. his work at all before this. So yeah, I think I, I, I definitely dislike Machine Gun Kelly as a, as a person. 
um, for for like various reasons. Um, but I think sonically, this is a good album. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So should we maybe like each of us talk a little bit about our general feelings about Machine Gun Kelly and then go track by track? I mean, won't those things just come out? Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, then let's jump into it. Uh, Let me see if I have any notes on track one. I have a note. The drums go freaking hard. Mm -hmm. I was so hyped when they came in. I was like, are you kidding me? Travis Barker. You know why, He's still right? Travis Barker. Yes. Yeah. God bless Travis exactly. Barker. He's killing it In out here. Travis Barker, we trust. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Cannot go wrong. I yeah. love him so much. T-Bark. I, I think we can all agree that T-Bark is, is the man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also one of the best parts of this album and Machine Gun Kelly in general. Yeah, I think my it, my feelings. <laughs> the best part about Machine oh, Gun Kelly yeah, is, is Travis, Travis Barker. Barker. <laughs> I I think though though like it, it there is something completely to be said about how Travis Barker is is so involved in bringing up the next generation and like just giving away his street cred and like helping the like he is the thing that is helping punk and pop punk be as credible as it is and like imagine if that wasn't happening like how dead would this genre be and the fact that he encourages like cross genre um you know pollination and i Mm -hmm. i think like because like dave grohl isn't doing that you know yeah like um i'm trying to think of like other notable like rock musicians that like have kind of a prominent career or like you know so he's the only person that's doing that and I think that that's really great. And this podcast is not about him, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, kind but of. on next week. Next week. <laughs> <Yeah>. Next week. <laughs> that's actually a, not a bad idea for an episode. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, this is. Oh, and we forgot to even say this, but this is the preseason pump up party for Pop Punk Pizza Party, which is our summer series that we do every year beginning last year. Yep. That's right. <laughs> We have yet to miss a year. Yeah, we've yeah. yet to miss ne- a year. Never missed a year. We'll prob- I'll be there for it's this incredible. year. <laughs> but we're, we're, yeah, so you guys can expect, I think we're going to talk about Amberlin. I think we're going to talk about Avril Lavigne's new album. I think we're going to talk about other things. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have pizza like we do yeah. every, every, every time. Every time. <laughs> I but think the, the pizza thing started with Pop Punk Pizza Party. Oh, Totally. And then we never stopped with the pizza. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. anyway. Well, B, our uh, Little Caesars is actually like really good here. Oh. Yeah. So we're we're it's like true. stoked Pop- on it. It's not, it's not like other girls. It's not. Yeah. It's not like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, you know, it's, you would think that it's not possible, um, mm-hmm. especially having lived in Wenatchee. Um, but it, it, it's actually it, really good. Yeah. 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 I is it because like so this this might be like naive of me to say but is it is it good because it's like your only option whoa, whoa is that whoa, fair whoa. No. i don't know there's, um, there is so on. much pizza in this city it's because it's because the ingredients are fresher right they're locally sourced then everything that is on the pizza comes from within 17 miles of where you walk out of the pizza store 
Is that true? What? Little no. Caesars? I don't no. Feel it's like, like <laughs> no, there's none no of, none way of that that's is true. What are you talking about? <laughs> none of that is true. There, there is actually a shockingly really huge amount of pizza places. There is an here. insane there are, amount there's of pizza, a lot places of pizza places and here. breweries. You throw a rock, you hit a brewery or a church plant oh, or normal, a pizza though. place. Yeah, which costs twenty dollars for a pizza. I like would have expected the last two, but a little shocked by the fact that there's a lot of places to get pizza. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of places to eat in general. It's true. There's like, yeah, there's a lot of really good local places in Bozeman. And yet, I only find myself in Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> but but Qdoba <laughs> has free guacamole. No, it doesn't. It does. No, it's also better. That's also true. I will fight you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, uh, Chipotle I'm had all those issues. <laughs> I'm actually legitimately offended. Um, Did they have to shut down all their kitchens for? something uh, because they were yes. being safe in part two of this we'll get to the machine gun kelly <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, album this is the only reason this episode Are we is stalling? two parts. i don't know <laughs> anyways yeah i um, will say my my hot take though is that the first song goes really hard but i did not like when the vocals came in that was my big note like <laughs> okay can i can i speak my truth yes please do I feel like he sounds a lot like the lead singer of Sum 41. Yes. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Defend. If, Defend your truth. Well. Where's, where's your reasoning? My, I just feel like they have maybe not like exactly the same, but like the way that they like say words and like they're. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that would be. The, yeah. <laughs> well, the way they phrase things. Yeah. The way saying, they. Because. Never mind. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to give up my my view on this album. <laughs> Jonathan saving himself I'm, I'm, yeah, for marriage. <laughs> I I just I will say MGK is definitely a lot more attractive than this guy. <laughs> this guy is. Oh, uh, oh that boy. reminds me. I one one note that I was going to mention um, is so it's now whenever Claire sees uh, my wife Claire to the twelve listeners. Right. Hey Claire. Um, Whenever she sees a picture of any like blonde white guy with tattoos that looks sad, she goes, "Oh, it's Machine Gun Kelly." <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny every time. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that's awesome! Wow. Um, so yeah, Born with Horns. I like it. Um, I think it's a good opener. I think it sets a uh, sets a stage for a lot of what the album is going to talk about. Right. I was thinking it would be like a ska song because of the word horns. Mm. But there was not <laughs> no trumpet. There was not There's one no trumpet, trumpet to be heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You oh, only man. see what you want to see, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, something a, you should. If it was featuring a fedora. A big fish. A fedora did not appear on my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't say featuring real big fish. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. I mean that that's. I think we've talked about it enough so far and other things on this one track. But yeah, I, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the one of the better songs on the album. I will say that I was prepared to not like this album at all because I heard a couple songs from him, like his probably his famous one from uh, his last album, and then a cover he did, A Misery Business by Paramore, which I hated. Um, but this this song was, was good out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Like Nathan was saying, Travis Barker killed it. And yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was not disappointed because I had such low expectations. Right. Right. 
Is I, that the only reason you weren't disappointed? <laughs> also because it's a decent song. Well, I just but have again, to say that on song number two, um, the fact that God is undercase is very offensive to me. Because <laughs> um, I, th- I think that this used to be such a great Christian nation. Yeah. <laughs> Um, go go on. D- did you look at <laughs> the rest of the tracks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, <we're>, that's <laughs> that's going to be the hashtag for the Instagram post of this episode. Is pray for MGK. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to join hands. <laughs> I want to bless you right now. <clears throat> I just want to echo the echo of your echo for Machine Gun Kelly. Um, no, I legitimately can't remember anything about this song. Yeah, I'll I, say so. This this song in particular, I think the one thing that I've appreciated about Machine Gun Kelly as he's kind of switched genres is that he's always still kept his like struggles at the forefront of the lyrics that he writes. Like mm-hmm. these are very like raw and personal lyrics. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. He's he's uh he's not subtle, and that's not a bad thing. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm like, I didn't have notes on this song. Um, and I will say this probably is not like, not a good sign <laughs> for this song, but like, I'm looking at the lyrics and I'm like, wait, how does the, how does it go again? But I, yeah, I'm remembering it. I'm remembering it. Something like that. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with B. I think like, I mean, he like born with horns kind of alludes to, and like sets the stage for that. And like it, he touches on that and like, you know, with the, um, part one, part two, part three lyrics and stuff in that first track. And then, um, just dives right in on lowercase G God save me, (laughs) (laughs) which is explicit also. Oh no. Hmm. <laughs> oh, but you know what though, TK? In the lyrics, the G is capitalized on Apple Music. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I guess there. Wait, there isn't a single other than WW4. I don't see a single capital letter in any of these song titles on Spotify. Hmm. Fifty-one fifty is capitalized. I wonder. I wonder if he. Um, so when he revealed all the the uh, the track list, where like, did you guys see that on Instagram? He like literally had shirts made that had all the names of the tracks, mm. and like that's how he revealed the track list. Okay, well, I was trying to find the photo for "God Save Me" to see if it was capitalized or not. <laughs> is this going to be having no luck? The central that's the deciding topic. factor. I'm going to try to find it. I don't. Um, oh, that's awesome. I, I did not previously follow Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, you missed out on Instagram. So here, here's the thing. Like my my MGK journey um, started like six weeks ago, and <laughs> I've never heard his rap music. Mm. So I heard him. <laughs> Me neither. What was that Camila Cabello song he was on? Um. Oh, I can't remember. I only know one song, and it's called Havana. Well, Bad Things, I think, is what it was called that he was on, oh. that she did. 
That was probably where I heard him first, but mm. um mm. anyways. We we've lost TK also, yep. which is why there's because he was really, really offended by yeah. the lowercase G. He had to go yeah. to the bathroom and, and compose himself. Yeah, get himself together. <laughs> he just left. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um <clears throat> let's see. Um okay, I guess moving on to maybe then. That was the Bring Me the Horizon. Maybe. Should we move on to maybe? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think maybe is probably the best song on the album. You know what? I'm I'm going to come on my shell a little bit out of my secrecy. Shell, Jonathan, whatever we're, that we're is. recording the episode. You I, can talk about it. No. Can't wait, can I? <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's gonna reveal oh my to goodness. us. I'm gonna reveal episode. how I feel about the song. This is one of my top two songs, top two favorite songs of the album. Yeah, same here. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it's real good. Just uh, wholesome content all around. Right. Yeah. Uh Bring Me the Horizon <laughs> Very wholesome. is great on it. <laughs> yep. Um mm-hmm. I don't really have much else to say i also okay so i think um like pop punk as a genre kind of has this like often has this like tongue-in-cheek kind of you know like humor side to it um and he you like he kind of leads into that a little bit like i really like at the beginning when he plays the acoustic part and then he's like that's hard (laughs) um and then he counts the song in two three five i didn't catch that yeah hmm so that's funny yeah so like he like you can kind of tell and that's like he's so zany he's <laughs> he's like like you can tell he's kind of having fun with right. the music, which is cool i mean is look at his hair <laughs> tk, TK what do you think about the track maybe he did not compose himself I, <laughs> he came out looking for a fight he went into the bathroom and decomposed himself <laughs> I looked in the mirror. <laughs> Practiced my lines. Um, no, I don't know. I I don't really have a. Uh, yeah, I th- I thought it was a, I thought it was great because the musicians played their instruments the whole song. Um, no one seemed to forget any of the lyrics. Do you need to be excused? Are you done with this episode? <laughs> no, I mean, I just I. It's like it just is a song that I listen to, and okay. I, I, I thought it was like very adequate, and I liked the, I, you know, I, I don't have a ton of feelings about Ollie Sykes or Bring Me the Horizon. Um, I do really like Pirates of the Caribbean, but yeah, I just I don't necessarily, yeah, I like it. It's. All right. Did I explain that? Sure. <laughs> as good as we're going to get. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm stoked for this next one. Drug dealer? <clears throat> Are you a big Lil Wayne fan? Um, I would... I was trying to think of a good joke, and I couldn't. I really couldn't stick that lamp in. Um, Have we all had our set our piece on maybe? Um, Jonathan said it was one of his top two from the album yep i said it was probably my favorite on the album i'd agree with that yeah 
Okay. I think Born With Horns and Maybe are like my one and two from this album. <clears throat> I, yeah, I think Born With Horns and Emo Girl are probably my two favorite. Sonically. That's so interesting. Sonically. Sonically, yeah. Okay. I was yeah. about to start an argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Do it. So, TK, you texted us this Kay. morning. Um, I did. Actually, let me pull up the let me pull up the group. I've texted us this morning a number of times. You texted us this morning and you said, "Guess my least favorite song on the album." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Drug Dealer." And you said, "Nope. Emo Girl." <laughs> with an exclamation point. <laughs> so, um we let's we can skip ahead. No, we can't. Okay. Well, then <laughs> stay I like tuned. how you just backed out on that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this, clearly, this oh, podcast right. is well organized. <laughs> we can't. If we don't it. have order, what do we have? <laughs> it's just lawless out there. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about drug dealers. Yeah. The hit Lil Wayne song. Yeah. Drug. De- whoops. Little Wayne. Um, <laughs> miniature Wayne. He's, Sorry, he just fits uh, in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I drive my wife crazy because I call them miniature Deborah <laughs> instead of little Debbie uh, <laughs> snacks. So it's my go-to joke. Is that the number one thing you guys fight about? Probably <laughs> miniature Deborah. It's a big issue, actually. <laughs> They're small. <laughs> I can drug just, dealer thoughts. Yeah. You know what? Jonathan hasn't started with a song. He has a mouthful of pizza. I know. That's why I want him to talk right now. I just swallowed it. I'm good. Um, I kind of, I don't remember much about this song, but I listened to the album a couple times today and and once the day before. And um, I I think I remember liking it. I don't like Lil Wayne though. I'm sorry. Lil Wayne. Um, <laughs> miniature I Wayne. I don't like miniature Wayne. Um, so that's a bummer because the song features him. Yeah, I do but, find it interesting yeah. that that um even though at the core of this album is Travis Barker, you know, with like ridiculous pop punk street cred, a lot of the features are hip hop and like rap artists. I I don't know, mm-hmm. I just think Which Travis Barker has dealt with for a long time. Right. Since before it was cool that rap and punk intermingled. So he like drummed for like the game. Mm. For I think like one of their EPs or something like that. Like he's he's done a lot of stuff, and I think he's even done stuff with Lil Wayne, like exclusively. He, Lil Wayne went on tour with Blink One Eighty Two before they mm-hmm. oh split again. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We were di- actually we were just talking about that before we started recording this. Mm-hmm. And about he, how Lil I, Wayne l- got mad and yeah, left he, that tour. <laughs> he dealt with it really maturely. So yeah, <laughs> like real cool, real cool stand up guy. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. L- L- I L- loved that Lil Wayne was on this album, but I also was one of those early 2000s kids that listened to Lil Wayne when she wasn't listening to Gerard Way. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that, that's cool, though, because I, I, I feel like... It was, like, very nostalgic. I think for yeah, me, yeah. like, that's what I love the most about MGK going pop punk. Because Travis is on the drums, it is so nostalgic. It sounds yeah. just like... The stuff like I don't know when pop punk was like at its best in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's like I was listening to this today, and I was like, I feel like this would have came out in like 2003. Sure. Yeah. 2003, 2004. Yeah. Yep. I will. I'm say- like thankful that it came out now, though, because now mm-hmm. I feel like I get to relive all of the oh, like, totally. hype over pop punk music. Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, and I think the thing, like, regardless of how you feel about this album or Machine Gun, you know, the truth is that like the you know the rising tide like lifts all ship ships like it if he's doing well the scene is doing well yeah and if yeah. he's doing well kids are going to get into that then they're going to go into his influences they're going to be like who's travis barker oh cool he was in a band called you know blink 182 you know and then it it just gets better from there yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah and i think too like what it was interesting to me is that while, yeah, it sounds like instrumentally, like it came from 2003, like the production is so good. Like mm-hmm. the recording oh, yeah. is oh, yeah. immaculate. I and mean, it's not overproduced either. Right. Yeah. So I, I like sonically, I think this is like a really good album. Um, I so just, let's talk about what we mean by sonically though. Yeah. Because we've instrumentally, you and I have been tiptoeing around. Yeah. I think it's something I think. And, and I, you know, so basically, just the way it sounds. Personally, I don't like his vocal inflections. That's what it comes down to for me with this album. Because oh, really? Like in terms of, you know, I mean, I know there's people who have concerns about like the way he treats mental health issues lyrically or something. I I haven't. I didn't really have a huge problem with anything along those lines. It's more just like his vocal inflections. I don't like very much, and that's like. I don't know the, the way that he talks and I, I, I went back and listened to a bunch of his other stuff and it's consistent, you know, it just, to me, it sounds like he took a Vicodin and just kind of like, you know, is he's kind of <laughs> got this. To be fair, he probably did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he <laughs> yeah. be fair, definitely did. did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, and, and you, I mean, you can tell that he's putting in a lot of effort though, like not to discredit that. Cause like there's that one track where he's, he's completely hoarse, right? He's like, I can't even mm-hmm. record this song right now. It's like right at the end. Um, and I, I don't know. I thought that was a, TK's favorite song on the album. It was World uh, WW4. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That he did that on. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I just, I think that I didn't like, the only feature that I really liked was Willow. I thought she absolutely killed it vocally. Well, wait, yeah. wait for it. But yeah, just in terms of his vocals, I didn't love them. Um, and also, yeah, I didn't really have any nostalgia for, for Lil Wayne personally. But um, and I I hadn't heard of Black Bear, um, or Ian Dior, um, so anyways, that's 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 all. But as far as like the actual um, um, instrumentals, I thought they were absolutely killer. So right, mm-hmm. for sure. I do feel like the trope of like people talking about romantic love like a drug is played out and a little tired. Um, it. It, it kind of felt like reaching a little bit like I don't know what to write a song you know oh, I'll do this because I mean like we've talked about Love Addict by Family Force 5 mm-hmm. um, you know I know like there's there's so many songs that I can think of like from pop music and from even from like Alkaline Trio and stuff like that that uses the same kind of metaphor and I feel like I mean like no one is going to look to Machine Gun Kelly to be like a paragon of virtue and, you know, for us to have a deeper understanding of life and love, you know, no one is, no one's doing that. Right. But I think that like where this starts to get in the problematic side for me is that there's kind of in this throughout the album, there's a theme of like unhealthy or toxic relationships being 
uh, sexy or appealing or like, oh, I know it's bad, but it's so good, you know. And I, f- I feel like, um, I don't know, maybe I would look at this differently if I wasn't just hanging out with middle schoolers all day. And <laughs> yeah. Because like they, they accept these things as like, uh, and I mean like all of us were in middle school, right? Like, and, but it's so like, it has such an influence and such a, uh, um, so much traction with them that that is concern. I, I don't know. I'm trying not to sound like a can, you know, like a Christian mom against machine gun Kelly, but like that's, <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, that's cause I mean like I've experienced that and like, it's not sexy. <laughs> it's not fun. You know, it, uh, it can be very detrimental and, mm-hmm. and you know, do, do a lot of bad in your life. And I, I think, sure. I think, um, I, I, again, I don't think he's like, man, what can I write? That's just going to like make everybody really, you know, I don't think he's like trying to consciously like poison the well. Um, <laughs> d- d- like, like I, I, what I'm trying to say is I don't think he's being, um, intentional. I don't think he's being intentional about that. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a, a creative thing, but like, I don't like it, <laughs> which is valid. I think, yeah, super valid, super valid. Uh, I think the so when it comes to drug dealer, the song in particular, mm-hmm. I don't think that he's trying to paint the metaphor. I think he's literally just saying that he loves his drug dealer, like not because oh, he's in love with her, yeah. but because whoa, his, his I, drug dealer. Yeah, I I'm actually I'm with B on that one because you you said that thing about the metaphor, and I was like, I have literally I never thought about that song in that way. I only went to the metaphor. I love that you just said that. Though. I did too. Though. That's so funny. Yeah, I didn't I, think he was talking I about took a real it drug very dealer. literal. I. <laughs> Gave him maybe a little too much credit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Which is also why I don't like the song very much. Because I'm like, it's so on the nose and right. just like, meh. I mean, like, like sonically. Do you like, like, the, I like the beat of it. Yeah, yeah. Like the way mm-hmm. it Yeah, flows. like, it's got like, a good yeah. beat. Yeah. It's yeah. Bop. yeah. And that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, like, sonically, it's really good. And it's the, it gets stuck in my head. And, like, and I like it. But, I like, the content of it, I'm just like, meh. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really relate. <laughs> I'm dying to hear y'all's opinion of Wall of Fame. Oh, Wall of Fame, the interlude. The interlude. You guys know I, I, I thought that sonically <laughs> it, it left a little to be desired. <laughs> I, I didn't like the vocals. Uh, didn't like the vocals. No, I didn't. No. Yeah, they forgot the name of the album. <laughs> like, gosh, <laughs> sloppy. Mm-hmm. Worst. Um. Yeah, uh, on the on the the Lil Wayne feature, that's the part of the song that I don't like because I do have z- I have zero nostalgia for Lil Wayne, and I'm not convinced that he actually knows how to pronounce consonants. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the thing, though, right? Like- <laughs> I feel like he like started that though. Like he he like kind of started the whole mumble rap thing, and that's great for he him. Did. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I just don't like it. <laughs> like we're really excited for you, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Title track. <clears throat> yes. Mainstream sellout. Absolutely freaking love it. Yeah. It's great. And I love it for the simple fact that 
he's it's like he like making fun of himself in a way of like all of the hate that he's getting all of the mm -hmm. negative reviews and all the crap that people are saying like i think that is i don't know like how much more pop punk do you get or just punk in general do you get when you literally take what everybody's telling you you can't do and then you go out and do it and then you like make fun of all the people who said you couldn't do it yeah that, that was my thought this is probably my favorite song on the album see that's fascinating to me because i had the exact opposite response to the lyrics in this where i thought in my head i hear this and i'm like man he really cares about what other people think he's writing oh. a song about it where I, you know, in my head, I'm like, what's more pop punk than just ignoring what everybody else says and doing what you want? Or what's more punk? And instead, yeah. he's like writing a song about it because he clearly really cares. I'm glad he's know. addressing it, though, because I think it's better to be addressed than not because there are a lot of people that hate on him and, you know, think yeah. that he's like, well, the song says a sellout. Um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm glad he's taking it in stride. He didn't seem too butthurt about it at least yeah he's just like sure. here here's the thing sure here's what i'm doing instead i think it's i don't care i think like b said i think it's very like um like tongue-in-cheek i yeah i think mm -hmm. it's very tongue-in-cheek like kind of kind of like what i'm talking about like that like humor side of pop punk but it's like the way like his persona and like the the like stance that he's taking on his fans and like and haters and like the response to the music he's making now is just like like people that don't like it are just fueling like his second album in this genre right and like i think i think it's a really great response and like even the like even the quote where like does he even like play guitars like that response to that whole thing where someone was like he's not his guitar's not even on like, yeah and then he you and, know yeah. you know that's megan fox right oh yeah, really yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Oh, that's so that. funny. I love that. <laughs> um, as far as answering that question, can he play guitar? Sort of. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Said the guitar player. <laughs> because yeah. he had a solo at the American Music Awards. I looked up a live video to see if I could hear anything of him playing because I was curious. And he had a solo that was atrocious. Mm. But he can play chords. Right. And so, I mean, that's all you kind of need for punk rock anyway. He, he should get better, but... Right, and yeah. this is probably again me projecting, but I feel like the fact that he like has a guitar on the cover of both of these albums and mentions it, kind of to me insinuates that he's insecure about that. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know. That was just how I read that. Was like, um, if we can kind of even like just go a little bit deeper into the subtext though, because you know, there's a a really great band called Jawbreaker. Um, they were big in the '90s, and they have a a line from their song Boxcar that says, you're not punk and I'm telling everyone. And then the response is, save your breath because I never was one. And I love, I feel like that's a very salt, like you're not punk, cool, like I'm not. So what? And I feel like they're kind of similar responses. But I mean, really, whenever there's been a prominent band that now we look back on and say, well, they're punk, you know, like, for some reason, Avril Lavigne has been like grandfathered into pop punk, mm -hmm. but you know, t 2004, <laughs> no one that liked punk was like, oh yeah, she's pop. Like no, no one on earth would hear the song "Complicated" and be like, oh yeah, pop punk. That's true. But she's she's that been grafted into it. Skater and, Boy though, <clears throat> but Maybe Blink 182. <laughs> Skater Boy was edgy. But same thing with Blink 182. <laughs> same thing with Fallout Boy. Same thing with 
Panic, you know, My Chemical Romance, Panic, Panic of the Disco. All these bands are now looked back on and and thought of fondly. Yeah. And so it just took a little bit of time. And the hard part about I think this genre of music is that it's 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 for people that are very passionate about it. They they know the history of it. They know the references. You know, they 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 know the aesthetic of it. They have a great bullshit meter. Right, they know who's authentic, who isn't authentic, and I think they're they're way more hesitant to include people on the fringe, and and so when it comes to people and you know figures like Machine Gun Kelly, of course there's going to be opposition to him coming in, mm. right? Of course there's going to be people that are holding him at arm's length, saying, "Well, I don't know if you're really punk." Um, and I feel like uh, whether it's warranted or not, it's just happening. Right, so then in you know in fifteen years, this might be looked at as a piece of that history that's you know thought of very fondly, mm-hmm. like when um, from under the cork tree came out. There's tons of people that hated that, but now that's like pop punk royalty, right? Right. Or like even green. I mean, Green Day. Like, look at Green Day. Yeah. And I think too, like, I think I project onto him that he cares about being labeled punk, right? Like, I don't right. know that he's ever even said that. So it's like. I think I have this bias going in that like he feels like he has something to prove, but I think there's no way to, for me to deterministically say that it's that I think he feels that way. Right. I don't know. I don't think that he, I I think he does to some extent. And sure. like yeah. I'm saying that as one of the defenders of this album, right? Like I, I do think that he is trying to prove himself in the scene a little bit, not necessarily in this song, um, but there's like, there's a couple times in the song where he's just like, like saying things like, like tat it up. I don't give a F and like, um, there's like one or two lyrics. I can't remember what songs are in where he literally says the words, I'm a punk. And I'm like, yeah, but here's, here's the thing though. At the end of the day, what makes you punk is not your influences. It's not your style. It's not how good you are. It's not the, the the view that people have of you. It's ultimately your values, okay? And I would argue... It's an attitude. It, yeah, it's your values and your attitude, but I would argue that he has the values and the attitude of somebody in the hip-hop scene and does not have mm. the values and the attitude of somebody in the pop-punk scene. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that, that, that those his values are bad or that he is bad, but I don't. I think that those two things are at odds, or at least are in a in a in a middle yeah. place. It's it's interesting because we say so. Like we say these things as people who grew up listening to two thousands pop punk, right? Right. Um, and like the the people that are growing up listening to Machine Gun Kelly, like right. this is the pop punk scene, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, like and for so, us, how Blink-182 was the pop punk scene. Right. And it, it's so like you you talking about how all these bands that are looked back on fondly. Um, I don't know that I agree with every band you listed. Some of them were just really popular even when they were coming out. Um, but like Green Day is a great example. I, I find myself thinking about Green Day when I'm listening to Machine Gun Kelly because they're... Sorry. What? <laughs> just kidding. I don't <laughs> like Green Day, so keep going. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Um, because I think it's, it's very similar in the sense that like they, like Green Day was pretty mainstream 
Right. And like not considered a part of the scene. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it'll be interesting to see in 20 years. Right. What, you know, where's machine gun Kelly at? So, like the... Here's my take on, is he punk? Is he not punk? Mm-hmm. And I, I think like, uh, I, obviously I don't know this for sure, but I think from the gist, uh, I've, maybe liked machine gun kelly longer than you know the rest of the group here probably yeah definitely so there's a there's a few things to to like note. like i think the the blend of genres comes from the fact that he's an inner city kid and i do think it's the same the same thing could be said about travis barker like we've we've all talked about it Mm -hmm. like growing up southern cali like you're in with both genres you're heavily influenced by that same thing with you know cleveland which is where machine gun kelly's from um but there's actually all kinds of like videos out there of him. Um, you know, he's played at Warp Tour a couple different times, hopped mm-hmm. in, you know, with sets with like Lincoln Park. He's been on, um, he's done like vocals for even like a Vinge Sevenfold. Like, so I think he is a lot more rock and roll and punk than mm-hmm. people are willing to give him credit for because the first like freaking five albums or whatever plus a slew of eps that he did when he was like first getting started was all rap but Mm -hmm. i think it's there i think it was like ingrained in him much much longer than what people want to give him credit for yeah Mm. because he grew up listening to like all the same things that we did and he's He's literally our age Yeah. yeah he's he's one year younger than me and he i mean yeah he's like talked about like growing up going to warp tour and so like Again, I I think like you you do have to give him like that street cred because he has a, if that's like what it is like growing up as a part of the Warp Tour scene, like him and I would have the same amount of street cred. Mm. Um, so it would be lame for me to be like, well, he's not a punk. Well, then I'm not, you know. Yeah. Right. And I do think too that like what I find often is some of the most interesting. I mean, we, we talked about Lincoln park last time. Right. And they were a genre blending band that oh, really yeah. changed the scene. Right. And, and so I, I love that. Like you can do, like he can come from a more hip hop background, a rap background. And then, you know, he doesn't have to instantly a hundred percent adhere to the rule set of a, of a genre that he wants to, you know, make music in. I, I don't think that bothers me at all. I don't think the hip hop sensibilities that you can see really bother me. I think it's more just like, and, and again, this could be just what I'm projecting onto his characterization is that he feels like he needs to prove that he's punk when it's like, I don't care what you think you are. Just make what you want to make. Right. Cause that's, what's important is like, make something interesting. I, I agree. I kind of see, that in the same way as nathan um there are a lot of punk rock tropes in this album he's singing a lot about a lot of things that maybe he is going through maybe he's not but are talked about a lot in punk rock and this may not be true i kind of hope it's not but i almost get the sense that he is picking and choosing topics to sing about based on what other artists have sung about now like in, like what topic um just any of the ones that he's chosen i don't know like there's it's, there's the so murder what's, suicide. what's interesting about that like if you if you go back and even like hotel diablo which was the the mm-hmm. last rap album he put out prior to tickets to my downfall um the same threads 
talking about like mental illness, suicide, mm-hmm. drug abuse, like which mm-hmm. all are absolutely horrendous, heartbreaking things. They were in there as well. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think he's like just doing that because it's unfortunately trendy uh, to talk about those things in, in more of a pop or rock and roll setting. I think that's genuinely right. just the stuff that he struggles with. It, yeah. And like I said, m- maybe not. And I, I hope not. That was just what I was projecting on it. I probably need to give him more of a chance in that, in that way. Listen, by the, um, by the but, end of all of this, you guys are all going to have compassion and all kinds <laughs> of just so impressed with what Machine Gun Kelly is doing. That's right. Now, hashtag pray for MGK. Yeah. Mm. Hashtag pray for MGK. Hashtag Christian moms again. No. Um, <clears throat> I, we, I did have that hashtag for a long time. That was uh, hashtag Christian moms against Linkin Park. Um, and no i i I think it's i think it's true like um i i don't know what it is that's in um i i don't know just like pop punk like in the alternative or like rock scene to just be very like to formulate an opinion like way early on and to just be hypercritical um because yeah i feel like i've always kind of been like like I remember when people would trash Hawk Nelson and I'd be like, no way, man, they're actually really good. <laughs> and for a long time it was like yellow card. Like everybody hated on yellow card. And I'd be like, dude, have you even listened to paper walls or like anything after that? And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, well, you need to so shut up. So it, with that all being said, like I, I love the idea of like having compassion for somebody. Yeah.